I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, Cinephile, this one's for you. Your love of film allows us to do what we do. If you want to support us, the best way to do so is to hit that subscribe button. From Spotify to Apple to our video versions on YouTube, subscribing matters. Feel really compelled? Well, we want to hear from you. Have a burning question? An indie filmmaker we need to interview or a film we need to know about? Think you can make us laugh on the air? Drop us a comment or a review. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fandor Video Podcast. I'm Hooman. This is my amazing co-host, Chris Kelly. Chris Kelly. Uh, thanks, who? Oh, thank you. And, and it's a good sound to be alive, isn't it? It really is. Um, all right. Well, we have two very special guests. They uh, run a website. Welcome, Joe Zimba and Annie Choi. Hi, guys. It's Joe Ziemba. Ziemba. <laughs> you want to you want to fix that and post? You want to do it now? I'm a. I'm actually gonna log. I'm gonna log off now. That's ridiculous. So thanks a lot. I, I know I'm not the only one that's ever messed up your name, right? Come on. No, no, no. Okay. I don't know. It's not. It's not. Yeah. Joe Ziemba. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. Uh, all right. Uh, whoever wants to answer this first, uh, what is bleeding skull? Yeah, that's all you, dude. Okay, I'll take this one. <laughs> uh, yeah, Bleeding Skull, it's, uh, I guess, basically, it's an outlet to share our passion for obscure genre films and also honor the filmmakers behind them. And we do this through site reviews and home video releases and also our books. Cool. And so uh, how did Bleeding Skull come to be? And then, Annie, how did you end up joining Joe? Uh, Bleeding Skull started in a very, um, it, there were no... I didn't have any aspirations or anything. It just started as a hobby. It's kind of like an outlet to really just share my excitement about these movies that I was collecting and writing about. I'd never written anything in my life before Bling Skull started. So it just kind of started organically. And um, yeah, it was just something I launched as a hobby in 2004 and it grew from there. I think it was just because I did it so much. It was more of an escape for me, something that was really like a, a nice hobby to escape from the outside world. So it just kept building up and going and going and I, we really never stopped. So, um, yeah. What was your job at the time that bleeding skull started? What were you doing nine to five? <laughs> uh, I didn't, <laughs> I was uh, touring in a band nine to five. Oh, <laughs> and, wow. Wow. Have we heard of this band? Is it some, is it some, somebody famous? Like, no, uh, it was, it was called the like young. 
That was oh, big. Okay. Yeah. It was big. Come on, Joe. Don't sell yourself short. <laughs> Absolutely if not. Bought, if you bought like an iPod during that time, it came with one of their songs on it already. That's like, pretty oh, cool. Man. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah. 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 Like, I didn't do that shit. Come on. <laughs> Joe, be proud of yourself, Joe. Be proud of yourself. Yeah. Joe, are you performing anywhere? Is there anywhere we can see you these days? You got another oh, band? No, no, no. Well, Annie and I have a band called Taken by Savages, um, but we oh. don't really play live. We just release music now. I think we're. I mean, I mean, I feel too old to play live anymore. <laughs> I've, you know. So we just <laughs> opened a great new out. venue here in Menlo Park uh, called Guild Theater that uh, that that uh, a bunch of folks put together. So we got a live music in Menlo Park all the time. Small venue, five hundred. You know, it doesn't seat. It seats like two fifty, five hundred for G for GA. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So, so come on out. We, we're booking you right now. Exactly. <laughs> 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 the, the bleeding skull tour. A Annie, do you um, sing in the band? Yeah. Yeah, I sing, play bass. Right. Keys. Oh, so, cool. what's the website for the band? Is there a website for the band? How can we hear the music? It's takenbysavages.bandcamp.com. Okay. Yeah, All right. So, Annie, since you're on, how did you become part of Bleeding Skull? Um, I met Joe forever ago in LA. Um, that's where I'm from. He's friends. We have some mutual friends. And then uh, we met and we started talking about movies. And he was like, Well, I, I like to watch crazy movies. And I was like, You mean like Burial Ground? Uh, you know, and he's like, oh, shit. Uh, so I've been watching these movies um, in parallel and in tandem as he was doing that. I just never wrote about them. But, you know, all the low budget genre, you know, deep, deeper dives, less deep dive Italians, um, cannibals, you name it. Um, so you know, it, I went into it. How, how many movies do you guys each watch a week? Yeah, you, you, yours is way more impressive. I mean, I would say like four to eight a week, wow. probably okay. around there. Um, it depends on the week. Sometimes I get hooked on TV shows and I won't watch movies for a week. But I'm watching so much constantly, not only for Bleeding Skull, just for fun and then for um, AGFA too and screeners and things like that for programming. So it's like it's constant. I love it. It's the best. I just love watching movies. So yeah. Wow. Uh, is there ever a time where a movie is just so bad that you're like, I can't do it. I, there's no way I'm getting through this one. Oh, yeah. That's like... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, 100%. Some of them are new. Okay, good. <laughs> not, I didn't know. not everything we watch is old. Uh, yeah, I just didn't know if you guys were in the mindset where you're always giving things the benefit of the doubt and you give it, you know, you're always trying to find something good, redeeming. But are you are you honest where you're like, this is just terrible. I can't, I can't do it. I think that I have a, a higher tolerance than maybe Joe. It's changed over the years. I think... Mm -hmm. Where Joe would like really suffer through, be like, it's gonna, it's gonna pull it out in the last twenty minutes, you know. Everyone's been, everyone's all gone to those movies where you're like, yeah, you know. But the last fifteen minutes are really good. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And we've all been burned by that. Yeah. Um, live. So yeah, but so in the years, I think I feel like I've gotten more patience, and Joe's gotten less patience. But you know, we wow. go through phases. Right. So you guys, you know, obviously there's a lot of death and horror and gore. Do you, and you're watching so much content, do you ever find these images like affecting your dreams at night? Well, I don't remember my dreams. 
Oh, you don't? Maybe it's because I'm like so high before I go to bed. But for <laughs> the most part, most part I, I actually don't remember any of my dreams. So. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. So it's not a problem. I could watch whatever the fuck I want before I go to bed. It's, it's like no problem. Not, not, not worried about Nightmare on Elm Street. You're not worried about <laughs> Freddy Krueger options or anything. No, no. Let's, let's talk about that for a sec. Is it edibles? Are you smoking? Like, let's, like what's your... What's right now, edibles, for? but I'm not opposed to smoking. I like it. In, you know what? I like it in all forms, nice. just like people. Oh, that's beautiful, <laughs> huh? Andy loves everyone. All right, Joe, come on. I know this is affecting your dreams, right? You must be having some nightmares. No, actually, they don't at all. Like, I, I my dreams are more like anxiety based in real life. They'll be okay. like trying to find my car at the airport and I can't find it. So. <laughs> <laughs> It rarely involves, you know, like, you know, guys in metal masks, chainsawing people in half. Uh, never. So, yeah, I think it's because I've always looked at the movies ever since I was a kid is more um, the gore is like artistic to me. And I always like I'm impressed by it rather than scared by it. I just think it's cool. Like, how did people actually create that and make it real? Because it all lo- it's not real. So it looks it's like some permutation of reality. So it looks like an art project to me. So I think that's why I've always I've always looked at it that way. It never really scared me even as a kid. Fascinating. What are the uh, Bleeding Skull books, and what and what do they cover? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have we have two books to date. Uh, the first one is called Bleeding Skull, a 1980s trash horror odyssey. It was published by Head Press in 2013, and the second one is called Bleeding Skull, a 1990s trash horror odyssey, published by Fantagraphics in 2021. And I think they're pretty self-explanatory, but they're really just an exploration of the films that we felt were worth writing about in those two decades. And they're very different books in terms of uh, the types of films that they cover. I think the 80s book definitely has more theatrical films and more movies that people have heard of before, whereas the 90s one is really deep and kind of really into the underground and DIY stuff because that's that was like the nature of, you know, what was going on in the 90s. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's kind of like pretty much how they how they worked out. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? 
Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So you're working on the 2000s and 2010s? Or, or... <laughs> <laughs> um, we have, uh, I think, three ideas for the next book that are in various stages. So I think we're taking a break now from any big projects at Bleeding Skull other than just writing reviews because we needed it after the 90s book. It was a huge process that lasted like almost six years. Um, So yeah, so the next one is kind of floating around, but we have a couple of spreadsheets going. I'm not sure what which one we'll do yet, but there'll be another one. Very cool. All right. So what concerns you? What bothers you about this statement? These films are so bad, they're good. Oh my God. Take it, Annie. Come on. To me, that statement is like picking on the fat kid at school Mm. like stop just why are you doing this to make yourself feel better like these are movies that didn't have the same resources they didn't have much of anything they just had someone with a lot of fucking ambition yeah which should be celebrated um so why are you why are you punching down i guess oh the punching down to me to me that's a punching down statement there's if also if it's good, it's good. There's no, I mean, I don't even under, like, there's no, it's not bad. Right. It's right. like guilty pleasures. It's just pleasure. There's no guilt. <laughs> yeah. Just, you love it? Then what the fuck is the problem? <laughs> Enjoy your life. Do your thing. Life's short. Fucking watch whatever you want. That's yeah. fine. Yeah, just, just don't make fun of it. Oh. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I've always seen it as like a, on top of what Annie said, it's like comes from a kind of a place of privilege. Like who gives you the right, the right to interpret this in a way that you can just make fun of it and not accept it for what it is. Mm. Right. But, and, but you like still watch the whole thing in order to make, come to that <laughs> assessment. Right. Yeah. So it's like, like there are bad movies that you didn't finish and that's fine. And then Annie, you're the greatest. I, uh, <laughs> I'm ever in New York. I mean, let's grab a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, so uh, I want to hear the connection between the America Genre Film Archive and Bleeding Skull. Yeah, I think the connection is pretty much me um, because uh, I'm, uh, my, day job, my day job is a creative director of AGFA. So um, when the time came to, when video, the home video arm of AGFA started up in 2017, um, we were interested in, in releasing movies that were shot on video or shot on tape. So we had a designation already for different releases, like AGFA releases were just AGFA. Then we had AGFA and Something Weird, which were um, movies from the Something Weird collection. So when it came time to do the video stuff, it was kind of made sense that it would be AGFA and Bleeding Skull. So that's how that happened. What are three or four of the gnarliest, grossest movies you've ever seen? 
You know what, Joe and I discussed this before. Between here we go. Here. Everyone, right. get your pen and paper out. All right, all right. This, there's only one movie. Well, there, actually, there's no, no, no. There's multiple movies, but there's really only one gnarly one that is really just the worst. And that's Manhattan by Woody Allen. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Everything else is great. That wow. one's really fucked up <laughs> and like not okay. And like, you know what? I can see like a cannibal movie and it's getting what it is. You see the inside of a turtle. You're like, now I know what the inside of a turtle looks like. You watch Manhattan. You're like, I don't want to know anything about this man. Ooh. He seems like the worst. So that's my hot take. There it is, everyone. Right. Annie has spoken. <laughs> but Joe and I agree on this. So I don't want to feature him. Yeah, I mean, you got to... The gross part of Manhattan is like bolded, italics, triple exclamation points at the end of it. Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Please, like, I feel like with gory movies, like we don't... I don't have like a problem with it. I think we yeah. all know what we're getting into when we're getting into horror. Yeah, yeah. and I don't, I don't know if we really watch... I don't know if I set out to go like, I want to see the most like fucked up shit tonight when I watch this movie, you know? But I so, want to smoke a ton of weed and pass out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the well, smoking happens before, by the way. What do you want people to walk away with after visiting Bleeding Skull? Like, what, what, what's your hope when they go visit your website? A sense of respect for these movies. Okay. For sure. Yeah. Like and understanding. I, I think, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, and I think I always would like my, I guess when people read it, I always want them to feel the way I feel, which is come away from it with a smile and something to watch and maybe inspiration to find more of these movies. Wow. Um, what three Bleeding Skull releases are your favorite and why should people watch them? And if we have six in total, three each, that's fine. <laughs> Thank you for laying the groundwork. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> Go ahead, Annie. Well, I'll do one. Um, you know, I I love Limbo. What's like Limbo Tina about? Krause. It's Tina Kraus. Um, Tina Kraus was um, an actress and a filmmaker, uh, but she's most known for doing the Wave movies. Um, Wave mm-hmm. being the uh, DIY adult film sort of adult entertainment, I should say, um, where people would go in with a script or an idea and then contract them to, to make these movies. And they're usually really crazy. They always involve quicksand for some reason <laughs> and, and a lot of outfit changes. Uh, Tina was known for that, but she made her own film um, uh, that is really just a testament to her kind of strength. And um, she's a real spitfire. She is hilarious, and she did this all on her own on, you know, found a crew, found abandoned warehouse spaces, um, and it's essentially a movie about a woman going through hell, um, visually and emotionally, and the movie is fantastic. It's experimental, feels like um, a Nine Inch Nails video um, meets, like, a maybe a budget David Fincher, David Lynch? Uh-huh. Um, Would we ever see you guys sitting like in the theater watching like Wedding Crashers or Batman or anything oh, like totally. that? Oh, okay. totally. Yeah, we, we actually the the last movie we went to see in the theater was The Batman. What'd you think? So nice. Oh, I mean, I'm a I'm a huge fan of the comics. You know, I'm, I'm 
like comics next to like movies are my my huge thing in my life. So uh, my entire life. So I I really enjoyed it. I liked it a lot. It made me happy. Yeah. Um, I liked that it uh it focused on Batman and not Bruce Wayne so much. And I liked how it felt kind of like a horror movie almost. It's very dark it and it looked beautiful. Like the photography was really beautiful, and um, I liked the world that it was in. So yeah, I had a good time. I haven't seen it yet, but I very much want to. Yeah, it is. It is really good. And surprisingly, for three hours, it did hold my attention. Like I, at no point was I bored. Um, all right, give us a few more from Bleeding Skull. Okay, um, one of the ones that I really am happy with and proud of is Treasure of the Ninja, which was a uh, film made by um, William Lee. And he, for the last 30 years, has been making DIY action movies on his own dime while also having a day job and just without really not a whole lot of, uh, you know, feedback or like accolades. And in the 80s in particular, he made a whole string of these incredible martial arts epics that were shot on Super 8, total DIY, and no one had really ever seen them. They had a very small VHS release at one time. Um, but it was like this treasure trove of stuff. So when we reached out to him and asked him if he'd be maybe interested in restoring the movies and putting them out, it was incredible because he's like, here's a list of everything. And it was like three full length movies and like a dozen shorts and just all this stuff that had never been seen by the public. Um, so that one in particular was really special, not only because of the movies, but because of how happy William Lee was to actually get it out there finally. And I think that's one of the things that's really, um, unique about the Agfa and Bleeding Skull releases and all the Agfa releases is because they are usually tend to be very obscure and very and like new discoveries for people but they're so obscure that the filmmakers never really received any kind of like celebration so when it finally happens it's it's amazing it's such a cool part of the um the whole process so that one was really great and um we did a really great commentary with William Lee Annie and I that was a lot of fun he's the best so yeah excellent that's awesome all right so uh listen uh, we got a guy in the background. Just bring him up and see if he. This is the guy that set up the interview with you guys. We always let him ask a question. Jay, what's up? Great to see you. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just kind of gonna like backpedal on the last question. What's what's the third pick here? Uh, what would yeah, you, you say? Your, yeah, yeah. What would be your third pick for a Bleeding Skull physical release, and why should people seek it out? Uh, I. Oh. oh, good, go ahead. I can tell you what I'm most proud of of our release. That would be Jungle Trap. Okay. Jungle Trap? Um, yeah, great. Jungle Trap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that was a previously unfinished uh, movie with Renee Harmon, Exploitation Goddess, and um, James Bryan, Exploitation Directing God. God. Um, <laughs> they had been collaborating for many years together. They had one unfinished project, which um, was Jungle Trap. And we had a Kickstarter. We, you know, raised money to finish it with him. Um, Joe and I scored it. Um, it was just an amazing project. But I also think the movie's really good. It's super low budget and fun. So much inventiveness. You know, special effects that were just from classic Hollywood. With a really ambitious movie, and it was. I thought it felt really good to to have contributed to to their legacy and it's you know it's the final movie they did together Renee passed away so that that's not going to happen again so I'm I'm really proud of that movie just because we put something out there that um that I think deserved to be seen and preserved which is you know a rare occasion that someone like us gets to do <laughs> nice it's amazing all right thank you Jake that's I'm really back great. in the uh... yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right listen uh we're, we're gonna end this interview because uh now, it took three months to set this up. 
You guys seem incredibly busy. I I hesitate to ask the final question, but I I feel like I need to. People want to get in touch with you, connect with you. Is there a way that they can, or you you can say no? There's not. <laughs> oh mean, yeah, of course. Honest. We love it when people contact us. So yeah, there's uh, you can go to the site bleedingskull.com and go to the contact form and contact us there via email. We're also very active on social media on Instagram and Twitter. So you can contact us through there. And AGFA as well, is that goes the same for AGFA. And I always wanna say, um, if you contact AGFA, AGFA is open 24 seven for donations because it is a nonprofit and you know, we always appreciate that. So uh, I just, you know, make sure that we have to say that because it's the, AGFA is the only nonprofit genre film archive and distributor in the world. So yeah. Wow, amazing. Fantastic. Joe, Annie, what a joy. You guys were really the greatest. It was worth the three-month wait. And <laughs> I'm like, Absolutely. man, these guys are high-maintenance. But they're not, <laughs> they're, not <laughs> they're just busy. No, they're, 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 just, they're just high. Um, but... <laughs> well, uh, everyone, check out Bleeding Skull. And, yeah, check out Bleeding Skull. Uh, and Annie and Joe, hopefully uh, our paths will cross one day in the near future. For sure. Thanks, Thanks so much. So All right, much. Guys, Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.